say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Hello, and welcome to the Broken Tangent Animation Podcast, episode three. We are here today talking with the great and inspirational senior animator, Lana Bashinsky. You know Lana from heroes like Orphea, Dahaka, Medic, um, Junkrat, Lucio. Have the list goes on and on. Lana is so talented and so driven. It just makes her even more inspirational. She gets to tell us uh, how she kind of gets into the journey of animation and how she was kind of just grown up in the arts overall as a child and it was it was awesome to hear her journey and how she got to eventually an internship at blizzard but i'm not going to spoil it please go check it out yourself if you're watching the youtube video give us a like give us a follow i'll also have this up on itunes as usual in audio format please go ahead if you if you feel like it give us a comment give us a uh, rating, whatever you feel like. I'd love feedback. Uh, anyone that's been to my Twitch streams knows feedback is something that I eat up. So I'm hoping to do a total of three or f- three to four of these a year, hopefully one more before the year end. By the time this comes out, please go check out Lana's GDC talks and her Animex Anim Boot Camp talks. I think by the time this comes out, her most recent talk is probably already done. There are a bunch of fantastic artists and people involved who get that put together. And it's a fantastic show that as an animator or, or a person in the animation industry, you should definitely go check out. I highly recommend. There is so much information dropped on this animation boot camp and, and Animex talks. Um, I can't speak enough about it. So go check out Animex and Anim State and her community that has she helped create with three or two of her friends tea time animation which is another great site that is also joined up with anim state go check out those websites and go check out lana's work i'll have all her links and information down below on the video please enjoy the episode with senior animator lana bashinsky and as always go support an artist and be kind to one another we'll see you all next time thanks guys bye uh so welcome to the broken tangent animation podcast round two because uh, the first round we had the mic muted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here with Lana Bashinsky, uh, the great, powerful, and wise. I'm going to switch it up this time. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> Through the curveball. I was ready for like, oh, Just yeah. In case. Great and powerful. We've heard that. Oh, wise. Yes. Wow. Yes. Uh, thank you again for coming out today and this evening, whatever time it is. Uh, I just want to know more about you and your journey to where you're at now, honestly. So, sure. can we start back to like when you were growing up? Were you big into art? Was that kind of. Um, oh. Was that a thing in your family or was it? It was definitely a thing in my family. Um, Art has been a a part of my family for many generations. But more, um, my parents met on stage. uh, So they were the the main stage actor and actress for the Windsor Light Opera for a long time in Windsor. Ontario, Canada. Okay. I am Canadian. Yes. And from the great white north, if you don't know. Yeah, that's. 
Canada. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the when they greatest, get real weather. Yeah, real weather. <laughs> Seasons. Yes. Chilly ones. Um, and so they, they acted together. That's how they met in musicals. And they eventually my parents moved across country to Calgary, which is where I was okay. born. And my dad stopped acting for the most part, would occasionally come in and do some acting things for my mom, but yeah. she kept directing and acting in theater and film, and uh, she, uh, yeah, acting and directing was like such a big part of my childhood, because my mom, it's, it's all, it feels like a fever dream I had. I was going to say, like, did you grow up in the theater? Were you there a lot with your parents, just watching was, them do their thing? And I was there a ton with my mom, okay. to the point where I have distinct recollections of doing like really dangerous things. Oh, like, you catwalks. know. Well, no, you know, like in like a theater, and you, any of those theater seats where you sit, like you can sit on the top of it, and then it goes ka-chunk. Oh, yes, yeah. My sister and I would run on, like standing up, running up and down the backs of the chairs, like standing on each one just long enough for it to barely fall before pushing off of it, and like just, I remember just legging it up and down. Awesome. The theater seats, super dangerous. And that's why she's so agile today. <laughs> yep, that's... So That's like what cat. they say about me, <laughs> just like <laughs> agile as heck. Um, but definitely did the acting thing with my mom and then did acting myself. I was in commercials. I had, I was in a, a, a weird movie called Santa's Sleigh, spelled S-L-A-Y. Thank you for the spell, because I want to look that up, you know. No, because... I can't? No, we, you can look it up. It starts Goldberg, they're a wrestler, like nice. the WWE wrestler. Nice. And we like we'd be there for these script readings, and like right before we were gonna film, they like cut our role. I say our. I have a twin sister, and so when you're a, a twin yes. child, you yeah. always get hired together. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Okay. So, then, so that was. Did you enjoy that part of it? Did you enjoy doing the acting side? Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I always liked being on stage, but I was also always very nervous on stage. Um, like desperately I get like the shaky like the visible it's not like scared I guess it's like I'm almost too excited to be okay. on stage that I, like my body is, is like the adrenaline, <laughs> on the adrenaline yeah, yeah like yeah. just hype um and uh in grade when I moved when I was like 11 we moved cities okay and then I in the city we moved to which was Edmonton Alberta they had a school that at the time was called Victoria Composite School for the Performing and Visual Arts. Wow. Which is a very fancy name, but yeah, it was actually yeah. like a super rundown inner city school. Love it. But you did have to audition or submit a portfolio okay. to get in because it was very serious about the arts. And I didn't realize how great that education was until I went to university and I was like, I'm, I've learned this. Right. I was going to say, we don't have that in the States. Yeah. It's just, I mean, you may have an art class in junior high or mm -hmm. high school or something, but nothing that you can go focus on specifically, I think. Yeah, we had... You know, drama, radio, TV, video. We had the uh, welding and like more like trades, like okay. physical crafting, carpentry. We had dance and cheerleading was a class. Uh, orchestra, pit band, jazz oh, nice. band, chorus. They broke it down. That musical much. theater. Oh, it was huge! Like yeah. so many different wonderful arts. Uh, in in grade ten or tenth grade for the Americans. Uh -huh. Thank um, you. I was in, a bit confused. Yeah. In tenth grade, uh, I took a class that was called Applied Graphic Arts, mm. which was photography, web design, and animation. So I did my first animation when I was fifteen years old. 
in Cinema 4D of like a crazy logo that you like made these little rings spin around and then it would explode. It was yes. a tutorial you just walked through. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this was the sickest thing I've ever done. Um, and then all through high school, I was in the lab animating all the time. I applied for all these scholarships. I didn't really realize that it was a career. Yeah. I just yeah. liked doing you it. You just fell into it. And then I had a teacher pull me aside and he like pointed out all these posters on the wall that he had that were like The Incredibles mm. and uh, Warcraft. And he pointed at them and he was like, Lana, can you, do you see these posters? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, people get paid to make those. Mm. And I went, oh, right, cool, I could do that. And animation was sort of like merging my love of like being on the computer all the time. Yeah and acting, but I'm not the one acting, so no. it just sort of worked out for I me. still think you're acting in a way. I mean, you're projecting your personality. Oh, no, I say I'm, I'm not acting. Oh, okay, okay. I'm like, Physically, hey, I'm not like the one actors. acting. <laughs> I'm not the thing. Yes, I'm not yes. thrall. I got know, you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So it, was it after that that you decided to come out to the States for university? Yeah, I applied to a bunch of different schools. I got a bunch of scholarships through the school, which was cool. Um, I applied to Emily Carr and what's that famous one, Sheridan okay. in, in Toronto. And I applied for Savannah College of Art and Design. I, I don't remember, a whole bunch of them. Did you do CalArts? I didn't apply to CalArts. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. I did research with my teacher and for some reason that one didn't pop up. Otherwise I might have gone there, yeah. but I, the school I chose was the Academy of Art University in San Francisco. And I decided to go there, not necessarily because it had the best classes it actually freaked me out because it was open enrollment because mm. the founder believed that you didn't have to be good at science in high school to be a great artist okay okay which I might Fair yeah enough. cool yeah um, but I chose it because it they had classes that were taught by Pixar teachers that was like their big selling point and it was down the street from industrial light and magic from Tippett studio from Pixar from EA from DreamWorks PDI like the industry, a whole bunch of the industry was there. Mm. So I knew that even if my classes sucked, that I could probably find a community and I could probably still get what I needed to get from it. I wasn't even thinking about that in university. Mm. It's so, because I, I ended up going to a school that I just found, I think through an ad in the paper at the time, back mm -hmm. in 2000, and it was an art institute out here. Um, but it wasn't really, I think, as art centric as it could have been like my first year was all 2d art it was never really focused on animation until the last two years mm -hmm. but i wasn't looking at any industry stuff while i was in there either mm -hmm. like to have the foresight to also be like well look i'm also in this this, this hub of everything animation that i can also just meet some community and and grow from there i wasn't even thinking about that when i'm too competitive <laughs> man no, I mean, it's good though it's good yeah. to think and i'm telling i've been telling students now to think also from one of your speeches to not compete with your people at school, but think outside of who else you're competing with already in the industry and look at that work and use, use that as an example of where to set your bar and try to hit instead of trying to be, I'm the best animator in my school, mm -hmm. only focusing on that. Um, yeah, and, and like honestly, like healthy competition between peers is good because you'll push yeah. each other to get better, but those are the people you should be working with and making the strongest connections with because if one of you gets a foot in the door, they're gonna take you with them. Yes. Like 
whoever gets in first is going to be the one who, as soon as recommendations come up, be like, I know somebody who's good for this role. Yeah. Or like, this is what I'm learning on the job. This is what we were missing before. Like, creating that network before you leave your, like, the, the safety of a place where you can make mistakes mm-hmm. is is the best the best thing you could possibly do. Yeah. I think. Yeah, on somebody else's not on somebody's dime. So yes. to speak and learn from that. Yeah. So was your um, was your schooling a 3 or 4 year program? 5. It was a 5 year program. Yeah, it was a trick. Oh no. <laughs> um I don't I had let me say up front that I had a fantastic education. I think that the school did yeah, um, a, an incredible job. They are I don't regret um, a minute of my time spent in that school, except for any of the time that maybe I was being wasteful of what the time I spent there. Um, But they did say it was a four-year program, and then after I started, they were like, oh, it's four years if you take intercession courses and summer classes. Oh. And I was like, so you can get it done in four years, but it's not a four-year program. Like, no, it's five years for sure. Uh. And I was like... Okay. They tricked me for yeah, they spun my it. money. <laughs> they spun it. They, it was like a super expensive school, and I had student loans yes. like crazy. So don't necessarily – there's lots of different ways to do things. I feel like I got an incredible education, super well-rounded, yep. great fundamentals, like t- touching everything, modeling, lighting, rigging, like really had the opportunity to make mistakes and know what I wanted to do. Great education. Skilled up in so many different ways that I probably wouldn't, but there's definitely a cheaper, faster, more precise way Absolutely. of getting what you want. So at the time, was Animation Mentor and iAnimate, was that going on? Um, yes. It was, okay. But for the first couple of years of my education, I was very much in a bubble because okay. you'd sort of get to school and people would put their arms up and they'd be like, these are my ideas. Absolutely. Don't look at me, don't talk to me. And uh, they were very walls up because it was that animosity, that com- competing yeah. against the people around you rather than the people who already have jobs who are looking for new jobs. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, oh yeah, so I didn't talk to people and I was already at school so I wouldn't be researching other schools. Yeah. And I found out way later about, I think, Animation Collaborative. I was hearing about Animation Mentor and I was like, cool, weird. Yeah, and interesting, then, right? <laughs> the animation time. Collaborative, I think they're only on campus classes taught by the Pixar teachers who, when I showed up at the school, they'd like broken ties. Oh. And the Pixar teachers were like, we out, stop trying to control us. Oh, wow. But then a couple years into my education, they were like, okay, we'll come back. Okay. But we do it our way. That's they're like, yes, bit. thank you for coming back. <laughs> Please, Rena. Yeah. Man, because I, so I went to a three year degree college where we went through mm. summer, went through spring, and it was absolute hell. Yeah. Uh, but it was nice to get it done that quick. But. I didn't come out with a resume or a reel that was anywhere near ready for an mm-hmm. industry job. Did you feel like when you were done with university, your reel was ready and like you were applying right off the bat? Uh, uh, yes and no. Okay. Um, I felt ready because I the, um, my brother gave me a, a really great piece of advice after my second year of school where he had just finished his business degree and he goes, internships. And I was like, what? He goes, you got to apply for internships. He's like, I just got my degree, and I don't know what to do with it, and I can't get any jobs with it because they only want to hire people who already have experience, and I'm already, like, years late for that. I can't get internships now, so he went back to school to become a lawyer then. Okay. So it worked out for him. Yeah, yeah. 
cool. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to lawyer school though. Right? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can no, do that sir. too. Um, but uh, so he was like, you have to start looking into that before you graduate. And I was like, okay. Uh, and so I started doing research on internships, and I actually got an internship here uh, in Southern California at Blizzard mm-hmm. Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so when I I left that internship, I was like, would you hire me again after I get my degree? And they were like, yes. And I go, I'll see you in a year. And I left to go get my degree, finished, finished it up, called Blizzard back, and I was ready for my job. And they were like... Something's happened. Oh no! And this is when like the great Titan okay. massacre okay, yeah. happened, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. sort of like sucked everybody into the different parts of the company. Mm. So they were like, "We can't hire any animators. We have a bunch for a, for a year. Can you wait a year?" And I was like, "Hell no! Mm-hmm. I'm an immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> I need a job. Yes, I can't legally work. I need money." And they were like, "There's nothing we could do for a year." Shit. So I did freelance illustration on my OPT, mm. if anybody is tracking visa stuff, mm. um, for like, I did like, I worked at a place called Visual and Creative and they were incredible, mm. but we, the videos we made were like weird, I called them internal marketing videos because they were for companies like HP and Pepsi and mm-hmm. Philips, like these medical companies, and every company wanted a presentation to show their company of like, this is where we are, but this oh. is where we're gonna be. Oh, and okay. everybody wanted drawings of like a representation of today. It's like an old steampunky town yeah. with lots of smokestacks and it's brown. And then some kind of bridge to, the to future. a future bubble Jetsons town. And yes. so I drew that picture like a thousand times for a year. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a That's text. Cool. From, um, and I was applying, I probably applied for three jobs a day every day. And I got rejected from all of them. But then Blizzard gave me a call. I thought my reel was fine. Even now yeah. I look back, I just made a new reel for the first time. Which is killer. I'll put it up on the podcast for sure. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it's not even all your work, honestly. It's oh no. It's just your favorites. <laughs> and you've, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to geek out in that here in a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we can get the reel. That's like, yes. even the director's cut. No, I'm not going to rant about that. You got it under a minute and a half? No, no. I think it's sitting, including, I have a very long end bumper. Yeah. Um, because even though people mute audio a lot. It's, it I, works nicely. I want it to be a whole experience for people who don't mute the audio. Yes. And so I have the, there's a fade out. And it's just got my contact information up there. So I figured it's not like epic of an ish no. people know it's over yeah. so they could turn it off so I think it's like including both bumpers at the front and the end it's 2.30 okay I think there's two minutes of content uh, 2.03 yeah minutes. and that's like half of have... my first cut which is not even all my stuff <laughs> so it's probably like 20 25 minutes worth of footage I didn't capture everything because I got sick of working I bet I bet yeah the, the editing process <laughs> of a reel is, is the worst part it's oh, like that's literally my favorite part I like it in the respect of putting together the music and like hitting the beats on the beats of the music and getting mm-hmm. that worked out, but having to cut out things or figuring out like, man, is this piece stronger than that piece was? And where do I fit that piece in the front, in the back, or the mm-hmm. middle? That's my that's where I get like the roughest time for me internally. Yeah. That's when I like I I made a, a master cut and I was like, these are all the things that I'd be happy if they were in the reel. Okay. And then I sent it to people. Yeah. Um 
And they were like, ooh, no, 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 no. And I was like, ugh, that hurts. I'm like, it, okay. Yeah, and what? Just, Interesting. Yeah. Was there other animators you sent it to? I sent it to everybody? Eric Hensa, mostly. Okay. Yep. And even then, he was like, recapture these ones. And I was like, no. <laughs> I agreed with him, but I just, I the capturing is the worst part for me. Yeah. Because I'm just, I want it to look a certain way, and our editor is a little clunky. Yes. Uh, and so I was like, I captured it. <laughs> it's it's in yeah. well enough for me. I do recall like trying to get effects into the editor and get everything working with the animations on top yeah. of the effects is a little bit of a, a hustle. Oh yeah, so I, did, to speak. I did do that for one of our the character I just worked on called Orphea, mm-hmm. and all of her stuff is like there's a cast effect, there's effects attached to her hands, there's like the big summons, and then the impact effects. Yeah, and it's all you. It's not like pulling open a beautiful test map that we have that shows off the animation. It's like I had one of our modelers, Vadim Baklachev, make me a background scene, and I had the lighting, and then I manioed to put everything in, and I couldn't pull the audio into the the editor, so I had to like manually time it and then hit play and like watch it, render it, pull it in, see if it was timed. It was really tedious. Oh my goodness! Okay, so you're a caption also to the beat of the music as well. Yeah. Or trying to match that timing. Yeah, like the or there's like a shot right at the very beginning of Orphea. She's doing her dash and yeah. she does it in a square. And I just set up those things to be like boom, 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 boom in the oh thing, but I couldn't oh pull the audio. Attention to detail, students. <laughs> this is this is what we learned from this because I mean the reel is fantastic, Lana. Thank you. And I went back last night and rewatched your reel from five years ago several times. Oh gosh. Before I watched your new reel, and it's like a different person. Yeah. Like it's you had an out of body experience and you're like <laughs> I am master animator. Um, so you had, I was going to ask, like that background you're using for the reel, that wasn't in the SCT, like the, just like gradient map you threw in the background was something you had No, it was a, uh, I had Vadim, it took him like two minutes. It's it's literally like a plane that goes, like it's a like a seamless, like if you were ever in a photo shoot and they pull down the seamless. Yes, yeah, almost like a half pipe. It, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a half pipe, but like with a sharp corner. Okay. And there was just two of them and they touched each other. So they were like, it was like, if you took cube yeah. and pulled through the sides off. It kind of looked like that, but with round corners. Awesome. Yeah. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let me go back to now you've got the job at Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your first month like? Were you excited, nervous, scared, the whole buffet of emotions? Of my, it depends on uh, if you're referring to the, the first month of the internship oh, or the first call. month of the job. Let's talk about the internship. Let's okay. talk about the internship. Uh, definitely very excited. You know, I, I think the first time I said I wanted to work for Blizzard, I was like nine, mm. uh, like 11, like super, super young. Um, and getting onto campus for the first time and being like, oh my gosh, I've thought of this for as long as I can remember was overwhelming. I had two roommates, and I remember we were driving over. We didn't even know each other. We just met. One of them is now like my closest friend, Natalie. And she I didn't realize she was also international, so I was sitting in the car, and I had this file folder that has all my international documents in it. I just remember flipping through it like t- 10 times, and then being like, into the silence of the car, all of us, you could just feel the energy. Like, yeah, the buzz. Being like, I just keep feeling like I forgot my documents. And she goes, me too. <laughs> and then our roommate goes, I did forget my documents. <laughs> and oh, like, was like starting having a meltdown in the back seat. 
And then we're like, I'm sure it's fine. He's like, I forgot my passport. I can't believe I forgot my passport. We're like, it's going to be fine. And then we show up. I feel so bad. It was so rough. But we show up, and he goes up to Janine Tedford, who's still, I think, university relations. She's incredible. He walks up to her, and he goes, I forgot my passport. I'm so sorry. I can go back and get it. And she goes, totally deadpan. I can't even do it. Oh my god, yeah, there's no way you can start. Oh. And he was like, what? She goes, I've been up since four. I'm totally kidding. It's going to be fine. But you could see just briefly, like, his brain shatter. His soul leaving. As his soon body. as she was like, I'm just kidding. Everything's totally fine. You could see him relax. But in that moment, it was like, Oh, no. <laughs> and you can see her being like, yikes. And that's, the tension's too high right now. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You're okay. Uh, You're so okay. the first day was like in, insane, like, overload. And then getting to the team was like, it felt like the most natural thing in the world. Like, I was certainly nervous. Yeah. But, I don't know. I Maybe I'm just, like, too overconfident. Or, like, I have just, like, such a competitive drive. Like, I cannot, I will not fail at this. And I sit down and be asking, like, you're not using Maya. And I was like, <laughs> 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 They didn't tell you that up front. Oh, actually, in. they did in the okay. interview. And I don't know how I did. got the job, honestly. I was, I, I like to tell the story. I hate to tell the story because it makes me seem like such a jerk. But I love to tell this story because it's like, I only got that internship out of luck. Not entirely, because it was down to me and one other candidate. Mm. But in the end, my boss at the end of the summer told me that in the, the, they had a call with the other candidate before mine, and he made a bad joke to the candidate. Oh. And he was, like, so embarrassed by this bad joke. And my test was good, and I was charming enough, but I seemed really naive, mm. that rather than face the embarrassment of the bad joke, yeah. they chose me instead. Wow. Which is, like, very humbling. Yeah. Especially because in the call, they were like, yeah, we use 3D Studio Max. I went, why? Yeah. <laughs> Are you not hire me? <laughs> <laughs> like, it is. What game studio uses that? Uh, don't you have money? Man. I was such a little shit. But was that to recruiting, though? No. That was to... My survive. boss. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I have a job. Charming, like she said. She's charming. <laughs> and uh, we're here. We're here now. And we're here? <laughs> We've made it five years, so... Oh, my goodness, yes. And congratulations Thank again so on much. the big five-year anniversary. Thank you. Did that go by fast for you, the five years? There were times where it felt painfully slow. Okay. Um, just because I, I want to move faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, but as soon as it hit, it was like, whoa. Here we are. Like somebody the other day, we were talking about Frozen, and they're like, oh, that movie came out like seven years ago. I was like, no, it came out like... Mm-hmm. And I was like, before I started here. I've been here for five years. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I've been being tortured by that music for seven years. <laughs> I just started that because my daughter came home two weeks ago and asked for Princess Let It Go. And I said, Baby, what is Princess Let It Go? Oh, my wife was no. at me like, Frozen idiot. Like, oh, I was like, you can't no. get it from that. <laughs> that's so funny. It was off my radar because we had been so big into Moana for the last month. Oh, Moana that's great. and everything. I love so the songs in Moana. Mm-hmm. I could deal with forever. Mm-hmm. Frozen took me a little getting used to yeah. it, again, but we're into it, and I've got her into Tangled now too. So oh, Tangled, so good. Oh, yeah, the music. Mandy Moore's good. Okay. Yeah, I just picture you coming home and your daughter being like, with like milk. 
Why you never tell me about Elsa? Uh, yeah. Everybody's talking about Elsa. I don't know who Elsa is. We, we kept in the dark. Princess let it go now. Yes, we Daddy kept it in the now. dark. Her niece was big into it, and we kept it away from her for a while, but her niece started giving her like blankets and princess dresses. She's like, what is this? And, oh, it's just Disney, baby. Just Disney. Uh, <laughs> anyway. 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 Um, so you, how long was the internship for? Is that a six month? Three months. Three months, okay. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you learned more in that three months than you had learned in almost all your university? Mm-hmm. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I, I definitely learned more about like processes and sort of like, it put my work into perspective because during the internship even then I was like, well, they're like, what's your dream job? Mm. And I know that they, now I know that they wanted me to be like, blizzard, duh. But I was like, ah, oh, tip it. And they were like, <laughs> Well, maybe go to Tippet then. Oh, you like Tippet no. so much when you marry it. Oh, no. <laughs> Just being honest is all. I, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. that was not appreciated. Of course. Um, but it put like animation into perspective for me where, you know, we talked br- briefly about this before we had turned stuff on, where when I showed up for the internship, I was like, I'm going to work in film, I'm going to animate creatures, and I'm going to be in film. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I like had this attitude about it because it's it's super awesome. But there is it embraces that more theatrical side, that, that more like like serious acting. Whereas when I was in the internship, I I'm an intern, so I'm doing I started off with very inconsequential things that were nice to haves, yep. but didn't exist in the game. I did all of the flails. Oh wow! Flailing, which now you're very familiar with. Yeah. Flailing, not a thing. Before Lana. Before I showed up, because they wouldn't have had the bandwidth to make these characters flail mm. when a Phoenix character, like the, sh- the spaceship, would put them in a bubble. They would just kind of float. And they didn't have anybody to do anything about it, because who's going to go through every unit in the game and make them do this? Yeah, the, shake, the shimmy shake. I Intern! Call it. <laughs> um, I would do anything. <laughs> and it was so enjoyable, even though it's like this dopiest animation that was like, like getting like the X right. And then picking it up and seeing these characters and these bot like playing a game and anytime a character uses ability, I'm like, I made that animation. Mm-hmm. And it was like so satisfying. Whereas a movie you'd watch, you'd be like, awesome. I watched that movie. And in a game, you're experiencing your work and it feels different every time, even though it's the same. And you have a new experience and you're engaging with it consistently in different ways. In, in triumph and and defeat. Yes. And it's uh, constantly going. I could have done this on that one. Yeah. Oh well. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I just I, I really liked it and understanding like communicating with people and 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 sort of how to consider animation. Like when I was a student, I was like, if I do this twenty second partner dance piece, that'll get me noticed. But it's like I'm doing twenty seconds of okay animation. Yeah. But if I did three seconds of incredible animation. I would have been better off. Yeah, I'm learning that now. Now that I've got so much time to kind of animate at home, mm-hmm. I started off with doing a dance animation because I never really had done a full dance sequence. Mm-hmm. And as I blocked it in, I'm like 600 frames into this block out. I'm like, I'm never going to finish this mm-hmm. ever. So mm-hmm. I had to cut down, like, okay, let's just do 30 frames, yeah. 60 frames at most, just so I can focus, get it through spline, and then focus through polish pass, because mm-hmm. those long ones just, like, eat you alive, I feel like. Even, like, like film, games, whatever you're going into, in games, the chances of you doing, like, other than maybe, like, one of the dance emotes, mm-hmm. doing something that's longer than six seconds is, like, eight seconds, maybe. Somewhat unheard of. Yeah. Like, it'll be bite-sized pieces. 
And in film, like, sh it's shot by shot where you're like, oh, I have a 30-second block, but each shot, like, movies cut a lot. Mm -hmm. So when I was a student, that was, like, probably, like, the biggest thing that I learned is, like, if I just worked smaller and I spent a lot of time understanding, like, going back and just doing a ball bounce until I can make that ball look like whatever weight you want it to be, however alive you want it to be, and it's just working with the one shape, and then going a little bit bigger, ball with legs, going a little bit bigger, ball with a, a guy with a torso, but no arms and no face. Like, like slowly working up and really digging into the principles in a way that is like, I know them. I, I would have been years ahead of where I am now. That's like my biggest regret. <laughs> I'm with you, I'm with you. I didn't practice enough with the principles in school, nor was I really, I think, drilled them in school. Like mm -hmm. we learned about them and learned of them, but it was more like, <laughs> no fault to the school itself it was more the professors the professors they had there are times where the students knew more than professors mm -hmm. and all the professors wanted to see was like a two minute short yeah everything was wanted to be a short film uh -huh. all right we're going to group you up into five and you're going to make a short film and that's your project <sighs> nothing to really focus on okay well let's focus on squash and stretch today next week can be timing next week can be overlap what have you yeah me and my peers noticed that and we were really frustrated by it and so we actually started our own animation club where once a week it was like an at will come and we as a group are going to teach ourselves this because we're not getting it anywhere else yes and then we turned into almost like a student union i don't think there even is a student union at that school but we would be there at like the board of directors town hall and being oh, like, we want right this on. this this we got this school to start up like we're like this is where the gap in the education is happening and they added a classes to teach the those principles in the way that they're supposed right to be taught on. and it was all like tea times effort of being like this is what we need as students you are not teaching us in the right ways yeah we are learning ourselves and we are paying you to do it yes so. and this is tea time animation that we're talking yes. about right now yeah did, did that start in your first year of university or did that no. come towards the end well technically there was always an aau animation club very okay. catchy name oh yeah um that was all consisted of anywhere there'd be like 10 people okay i think to have an official club at the school you always needed four people on the paper oh okay when i joined the aau animation club there was five of us and they were like, be on the board, we just need a name. And I'm like, well, if you're gonna use my name, I'll just show her to the meeting. And I was in like a big slump. I was like, I don't know, I was just like, what am I doing? I, I was like very, very lost. And I get to this club, and all we did was for an, an hour, like pull up clips that inspired us. Okay, yeah. And, and then somebody at the end pulled up an animation, and we all kind of critiqued it together. And it was nice. uncomfortable, because none of us were super good at it. Right. But it was like, People left the meeting like, that seemed fine. And I was like, this could be big. <laughs> and I was like, nominate me president. And they're like, what? I'm like, well, do that. we should do this, this, this. They're like, we don't want to do that work. I'm like, nominate me the president. And so we went through a, a rebrand and because I thought it was important that whatever we were doing had an identity so that people could feel something for it yeah. versus like. Have an ownership in it and yeah. Yeah, belong. So yeah, yeah. I almost ended friendships and figuring out what the name of Tea Time was. You're building businesses. Yeah, uh -huh. me and uh, <laughs> my buddy Keaton Tips and Miranda Middlewood, um, the three of us settled on Tea Time Animation and we, and we ran it. Uh, and I think the next semester I invited my buddy Brandon Nason out and the four of us ran Tea Time Animation for like the next several years. Yeah. I ran it still even like the year after I graduated because I was still working locally, I would go and show up to club as often as I could. And even now, now we have chapters, like several awesome. chapters, That's which is freaking really awesome. cool. Now is that, um, 
different chapters like in different states? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm that going to be going out to Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I keep getting Rochester and Wisconsin. Rochester, New York. Okay. Mixed yeah. up. Okay. I don't, I'm not American. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'll be We're going gonna out. make you. Yeah, I'll, I'll be going out there in April okay. and like meeting my new club for the first time, Dude. that new club for the first time, and uh, doing a presentation out there for UW Stout. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, are you making like a blizzard presentation or just kind of your journey presentation? It's a my journey presentation. Okay. Presentation. Awesome. Um, and uh, we are also doing the tea time for the animation jam, which is open to students and professionals. Awesome. Next month. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll plug it. We'll get that time is we active. Um, what kind of, did you get a lot of industry networks through that? Through tea time? Through tea time. Like, oh, yeah. Because did you seek out people that have like come and talk? Like, hey, mm -hmm. here's somebody from PDI, here's somebody from Pixar, or even teachers, whatever. Yeah, so Tea Time Animation, I hail as the, the best thing I ever did towards my future career as a student. Um, taking the time to do that, networking with my peers mm -hmm. was incredible. Um, but especially running a group, I was terrified to talk in front of people. I would do it when I had to, yeah. but it took me minutes of that vibrating, shaking, scaredness, standing in front of people until I would get used to being like, right, today we're talking mm -hmm. about anticipation, Brandon. And then I would like my buddy Brandon, he was, there were times where he'd be like, does anybody know if Brandon's showing up? Did anybody see Brandon today? They're like, I think he's in the bathroom. I'm like, we'll wait five minutes. Like, I just, I, I couldn't do it yeah. alone. Um, and then tea time got me Talking to my peers, it got me uh, working as a resource for them because they would be like, "Do you know the answer to these questions?" And I'd be like, "No." Mm. And then I'd be like, "Here it is." Yeah. You know, I learned how to Google real good. Real good. And then for tea time, it had me reaching out to professionals, and it, it gave me strength because I didn't have to be like, "My name's Lana. Will you help me with this thing?" It's like, "My name's Lana with Tea Time Animation." Mm -hmm. I've something else backing me it gives me cred just because it has a name yeah. and then it wasn't like I was talking of the vulnerability of myself I was talking as tea time and that people wanted to be a part of that and so talking with people from Pixar we worked really closely with the animation collaborative we still do get speakers from them every year every awesome. semester um, and uh, a lot of the teachers at the school worked in the local companies um, and they would come in and speak for us and then they would give us their friends contact information so their friends would come and so just through the act of emailing back and forth and making sure that the speakers had a really enjoyable experience when they came to talk yeah. um, they would end up just remembering me from that exchange and yeah. the network my network and T-Times network group that's freaking awesome um, I gotta say that uh, along with Lana's public speaking she has gotten me to uh, get into social media. Mm -hmm. I wasn't on Twitter until you did that first Animex talk in, was that 2017? 16? Wait, 16. 16. Um, because frankly I didn't care about social media other than Facebook for the family. Mm -hmm. Um, but come to find out that Twitter has some of like the best community artists that you could find out there like who are supportive and will give great feedback and just boost you up when you need it mm -hmm. uh, and never would I have found that without getting on Twitter so thank you Lana for oh, helping me uh, break that barrier because I didn't want to get on Twitter I didn't know what Twitter was for or any of that social media stuff mm -hmm. and now I'm full on like trying to get this brand going with this broken tangent thing yeah. 
Um, it's been super awesome just to meet so many people that are out in this community that I don't think I ever would have mm -hmm. hadn't I've gotten out there and kind of you have to expose yourself a little bit like I wasn't mm -hmm. comfortable putting animation on Twitter and kind of mm -hmm. showing the process but you meet a lot of great people that way and you get a lot of great feedback and different views um, do you feel like I love you. I'm not going to spoil the story of you getting on Twitter for the first time, but since you've gotten on <laughs> since you've gotten on social media, do you feel like your network has really expanded, and now you've you've got more contacts to go do more things and oh, get more information from people and processes? Yeah. And I don't think social media is the only way to do it. It's yeah. it's easy because it's like in your palm. It's free. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, Just very going much and so. talking to people, um, but really establishing like. I think it's important to say establishing a community anywhere, whether that community is like, I'm not comfortable with social media. It's like, that's great, you don't have to be. You can put up posters and there are people who are in your city and they will get together physical spaces. That's even better in certain ways. Mm -hmm. um, but social media is like, the th as soon as I was like, I don't know, I was the type of people, I remember actively mocking Twitter for years. I'm like, what are you just uploading Facebook statuses? Yes. yes. One sentence at a time, what are you possibly talking about? Um, I didn't know what to do with it. I was uh, like, do I put pictures of myself? Do I write clips? Yeah, <laughs> but then it was like, I would start discovering, or at, like after I got on Twitter, I would just start discovering enjoyability of like thinking of something clever and also just being like, oh, that's a cool effect somebody made and uploaded a, a video of and yeah. just, oh, there's this hashtag and if I click on it, this is everybody who uploaded a screenshot from the game they're working on and they're just sharing in this way that is like, easily digestible and I can at any point in time open my phone and see something cool that somebody is spending their life creating. Yes. And I think that it's just awesome. And so, like funny conversations, like seeing people write funny things on about animation is yeah. so good. Whoever yeah. made that, that Matrix meme where it's like Neo and Morpheus talking and Neo's like, like making a face and he wakes up he goes, I know 3D Studio Max. Yes. And no, nothing, nothing, no greater content than me explaining a meme, but Morpheus yes. goes, show me, and it's him making that face and it just shows the Max crashing icon yes. over top of it. I want to know who made this graph editor Twitter account. Oh, it's so good. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you caught David Gibson's Twitter or his rant between the graph editor and him today. Fantastic. No, he made a nice little heart in the graph editor for the graph editor Twitter account. Oh, it was fantastic. Very cute. It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, what else can we talk about, Lana? Um, let's let's talk a little about Orphea, if we uh, can. If we can. If we sure. can. Um, I'll cut out things that we can't. Um, I would, so of course I watched your speech at BlizzCon, which is fantastic, by the way, for not liking public speaking a long time ago. You do fantastic. Now, Thank you. myself, like, I'm the same way. If I'm script, anything yeah. on the if hand, I'm shaking. Mm -hmm. I'm shaking. Um, so I would have to rehearse probably a ton to do anything like that. But you had mentioned that she had over a hundred animations. Mm -hmm. That blows my mind. Yeah. That blows my mind. Did you also have this the roughly same amount of time to do those animations that a non-BlizzCon hero would have? No, I had more time. Okay. Uh, not by a, a super wide margin. We had a, a bit more time to prototype. Okay. Um, and some of that, uh, some of the animations were her effects models, which took a, some... Ah, so Chomp specifically. Chomp, Chomp okay. uh, and uh, Crushing Jaws. I always okay. think of the 10th name. Crushing Jaws, Eternal Feast took a long time figuring out. Ooh. So all of that was... 
animation time. Okay. I'm working very closely with Thomas Warwather, incredible effects artist. Um, and yeah, it, it was a lot of like multiples. So we wanted like she has a dash ability yep. where she hits something and then she does a dash in whatever direction you go. And because she has directional facing, we also wanted to make sure that she had, could dash directionally because we don't want her doing like a sideways float and then dashing this way and then a sideways float. Yes. And so we did directional dashing as well. So a lot of it was like just making it as as pretty as possible for what she needed to do rather than like a, yeah. making it less gamey than things right. normally would be. Because you'd have to account for... Wow. So were you doing like almost eight way? I think she has an eight way dash. Okay, she has an yeah. eight way float, yeah. and then she has a special walk where she, I animated a run cycle for her, like a full run cycle on the ground, and then and I pulled that apart. We actually didn't have her running on the ground for very much, but we created used that walk cycle to be, after she's out of combat, she lands on the ground, mm -hmm. and when she runs back into combat, she physically runs for a while and then jumps back and floats in the air. Which is my favorite Orphea animation. Like, everyone yeah. loves the hearth, because yeah. the lovely, lovely animation you did on that. But mine is that transition from run to float to just walk. Yeah. So good. Thank so you. So good. Like, the weight, I can feel the weight of her casket on her in that whole thing. Thank like you. It's, it's brilliant. Um, even though Orphea is, is so awesome, truthfully, I think my favorite hero that you animated on was Dahaka. Um, and knowing now, after I've gotten to know you for so many years now, I feel like knowing your love for creature animation like really shows in Dahaka. And I remember when you were first working on the hearth for Dahaka, mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to fit what he was going to do within the constraints of yeah. the game. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk a little bit how the technical side of animation affects how you animate certain things? Uh, do you mean like the constraints of that? The technical side of that mean? was a couple things. Okay. One of them was we only have a specific area that we're allowed to stay in because even though they're hearthing and they can do a crazy animation, they're still targetable by anybody at any yes. time. So when I first animated that, I think I had him coming way off of his origin. In it was a beautiful, lovely move. It, it was big. It's <laughs> in the file, but he left sort of this visible effects tell mm. from where he was doing, just in case people don't play heroes, he was doing a hearth, which is when your character is like sort of channeling a teleport back to their base. Um, he left this visible circle like quite a lot. So if you put him next to a wall, he is running into the wall. And if you animate them off origin in the file, their hitboxes don't move with them okay. for the animation file. And so if you, he'd be running over here, and if you wanted to target him, you had to hit at the empty space, and then you would actually hit him. And so oh. I had to go back and fix that. Uh, there was another technical thing that was design was like, please don't do this. And I was like, too bad. <laughs> Already uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted me to wait a good second before he did any broad moves to avoid toxicity in the game through B-stepping. Oh. So if you do a very broad movement at the beginning of this animation, characters can trigger this ability and, and move. And so if they hit B and then they start moving, the character starts animating for a second and then they start running because you, you're not locked into the animation right. in any way. Cancel it out. Um, but if you hit B and move and B and move and like it's called B stepping and if you do a really broad motion, it looks really funny. You can make the game look really broken. And Dahaka runs in this figure eight, which is one of the most challenging animations I think I've 
ever done, or certainly so that good. I'd ever done at the time. So good. He runs in this figure eight, um, but he does like a big like run in a curve. So if you B step, he goes crazy and design was like please don't do this and i was like i'm on my next hero it's it's, it's committed locked. yeah <laughs> that's on you guys now yeah. I've, uh, I've been more considerate of it since but at the time i was like this is the hardest thing i've ever done and it's great animation and you will not take this oh i love it i love it yeah. one of my favorites one of my favorite because he had kind of two sets because once he evolves, he's got an extra limb that you had to deal with, and then a set where he didn't have a limb. Uh, there was a couple different things we had to do. I definitely had to make sure that it worked for all the attacks. Mm. Um, he did have special animations of the limbs growing back. Okay. So after you choose uh, your level ten talent, he play. If you're not doing anything else, he plays an animation of his arms going <laughs> and then yeah. busting out of his sides, and. Um, uh, but that was on a Viz track. And so okay. it, I just had to make sure that all of his animations worked with all forearms. Oh, wow. Damn. See, that's the, not even in school would I have thought of like the crazy technical stuff that we deal with for game engines to get yeah. an animation from Max in that case into mm -hmm. an engine. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, smoke and mirrors. Very much so. And another thing, when I came from cinematics, not thinking about breaking down animations into smaller chunks to pull them off like a run to stop, mm -hmm. a stop to start, then the run, like, a run could be a mix of, like, five animations or eight animations if you wanted it to. Yeah. Didn't even cross my mind. I'm like, oh, it's oh, just yeah. one big animation. You animate it's one crazy. file, right? You have, to, you have to blend them all. What's a, what's a blend tree? No, no. It's Never called heard of a timeline. <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about some Animex, if we could. Absolutely. Uh, that's coming around the corner, right? It is. I am <laughs> excited. I'm sure you are busy as all get out. Yeah. Because not only are you doing Animex, but what else are we doing, too, this year? This year, during the week of March 18th through the 22nd, I am hosting the Animation Bootcamp at GDC, which is like eight hours of content at GDC. Um, I am speaking as a part of that, as part of the Animation Micro Talks. Awesome. I am doing a talk about bringing Orphea into the Nexus, which is a 60-minute long talk. I don't know when, some point yeah. during the week. I'm hosting the Tea Time Animation Animation Jam, yes. second annual. Yes. Details going out this weekend, if not sooner, and I'm doing some other stuff. Ooh. No, oh, the, uh, with Jake Clark. Okay. I'm hosting the Anim Extreme Hot Seat Showdown 3000 yes. for the second time. You're, are you also participating in no, the No, oh, thank God. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it, uh, but hosting it's fun. Uh, the Anim Extreme Hot Seat Showdown 3000, God of War edition, actually, so we'll be Ooh. having all God of War animators. That's gonna be awesome. Um, I have their names somewhere, but I think okay. if you just go to animstate.com, there should be a big post at the top of the Anim, the Animex, the Animation Exchange 2019 schedule. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> and I gotta apologize, this is probably going to air far after the Anim Exchange is oh, done, that's sadly. Funny. Yeah. Um, only because uh, I can't do these fast enough. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> if I could do this once a week, I would love to, but I'm like, I'm not gonna fool myself. It's probably like a once every three months yeah. type of release. No, I got you. So uh, it'll be awesome when it happens, and I hope you've watched it at this point because. And chances are, if it's already happened, uh, we will have on Amstate.com mm. the full recording 
with either the videos actually pieced out into different videos or at least uh, with the timestamps so you can click at the one you want it'll go in the video to where you want it to be awesome and so that should be up if if this is already done yeah that's what we've had the last couple of years and if you're not on the Adam State discord please join that as yes. well um, um, lots of good stuff on there yeah the Adam, the Adam State is uh, uh, Adam State and Tea Time share a community in the Discord, so you can access it very easily. I don't know where the link is on Adam State, or I'd just tell you where to go. But teatimeanimation.com slash Discord. I want to say it might be on the homepage. Yeah. Somewhere on there. Somewhere. Either one. Take Check it out place. for sure. A lot of good stuff on there and good people to meet and mm -hmm. learn from. That is for sure. Um, so what we like to do on the podcast is try to do an animation tip of the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna start mine off, if you don't mind. I don't. Uh, <laughs> mine is uh, shoot live reference and get reference as much as you can up front. Um, along with just doing your homework on what the animation is that you're working on, making reference or shooting your own reference goes a long way on just seeing subtle movements and actions you may not have noticed or even done if you hadn't acted it out yourself sometimes. Um, I found that back in my early days of animating where I'd never shot reference, uh, looking at those and looking at the animations where I've shot reference, you could see a difference 100%. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and it also helps, like I said, it helps you learn and kind of feel the motion yourself in, the, in your own body and mm -hmm. kind of work it out and act it out yourself. I think reference in the long run, um, I'm not going to say makes or breaks an animation, but I think it gets your, your first pass feeling a lot better than it could, mm -hmm. and it gets you in a better spot to finish the animation quicker. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that would be my, my tip for the, the podcast. What about you, Lana? Uh, I think my tip, you know, cheated because you, you sent me the notes earlier so that I would have an idea up front of what we're talking about. I don't know what you're it's talking not scripted, about. But it's good to be prepared because, you know, yes. thinking on the spot stuff sometimes. But I will say as somebody who shoots a lot of reference, that chances are, if you're watching this, you want to be an animator, not a rotoscope artist. When I first started out, I made a mistake of like going through and being like, okay, left foot is on frame 30, and now it moves in one, two, three, four, five, five keys, and that was it. Mm -hmm. I remember I did this dancing piece. It's Crash, um, <laughs> and I was selected in front of the school to talk to one of the DreamWorks recruiters who was going to go look at my piece, and I was like, "Yeah, I got it." Absolutely. And she was like, "This looks like a really decent mocap." Oh wow! She goes, "Tanky," and I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "It looks like mocap," and I was like, "Wow." Whatever. <laughs> but then I <laughs> I go back something. I go back later, and I was like. Oh yeah, I see it totally. Uh, and it was just because I was too, like I guess, making it realistic, but I wasn't animating. I was rotoscoping. I wasn't. I didn't have it back to back, but it doesn't. Okay. It didn't matter. Yeah, it we was, were matching time. The I was time matching, and, and it was like this thirty-second long something dance yeah. partner piece, and it's fine. It's animating. They're moving believably, but because they have like. Your animation should match the model. The models are like these exaggerated proportions, just moving like as realistically as humans possibly could. Maybe yeah. if the models were different, it would have looked better. But oh, it's just it's it's disconcerting. It's <laughs> right in that. It's not even uncanny valley. It's like uh, okay. on like going into the uncanny valley. <laughs> it's on its way. Gosh, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was rough. And not to say, I mean, sometimes some jobs require you to rotoscope. There are certain films where you have mm -hmm. to rotoscope, which mm -hmm. is not a bad thing. But yes. 
adding character and personality is a whole other thing. Too. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, but reference is fine if you have gyroscope. That's yeah. one thing. But yeah. using reference, find the key poses, and like screenshot just the poses that you want to use. Figure out what it is that you like about certain things. Like, oh, I swayed my hips a lot more than I thought I would here. Oh, I had a my arm had this trajectory I wasn't e e expecting where I was actually leading with the wrist, and I thought I'd be leading with the the shoulder. Like writing down what it is about that was interesting about the reference versus one to one ing it all the time um, is you're re referencing the reference. Yeah. You're not re using it 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you shoot a lot of reference for Orphea? No. Awesome. Yeah, I shot almost no reference for Orphea. Because she's flying. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I would think, like, damn, I would, I would want to do some, like, heavy, like, pick up some heavy things with the coffin on the back or, like, wear a heavy backpack for yeah, some stuff. Yeah, but, but it, was, it was magical. And so because it was this idea, like, I know when I put her on the ground for the first time, there's a big concern about, like, well, she's this little girl. She has this heavy thing. It's like, but she's a daughter of a realm lord yeah, yeah, yeah. who has magical abilities and can fly. So we'll just assume she can lift this thing. So I want, like, I wanted the thing to have weight without seeming like it was any sort thing. of effort for her. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I shot a little bit of reference for the hearth and for her ready up. Okay. But mostly just to figure out what my arms were doing. Yeah. So I have weird videos of me in a conference room being like, just the waist up being like. Yes, whimsical arms. Like, just like, <laughs> if I was gonna cast magic. Yes. like, But I'm like, just standing there, yeah. just uh, arms away then. We all know we got some good <laughs> reference. When I was doing the hearth for Brightwing, I went into a room with Karina, and she shot reference of me going like this with my finger. Yeah. Trying to figure out how I'm gonna do, mm -hmm. do the you know what I mean? I have one of those for Eternal Feast. I couldn't get the intensity in this monster that yeah. I wanted, so I have a video of my arm being like, I'm a monster. Rah! <laughs> <laughs> and like, that, like, because I could feel like this yeah. feels like a monster's mouth. Yeah, the tits. But it's just like, <laughs> sure. the, the tensity. So how do I get from relaxed to tense? And it was like, oh, I flick my hand away before I hit that motion. And that was like what I got from that and the timing. It was like two frames with like a, a whip that in the whip, middle yeah. And it's weird how different things are so informative. Good. So good. Yeah. Lana, thank you. Hey, Let's no wrap problem. it up because you have given me so much of your time and I very much appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Sorry um, for ranting. Oh, please. No, this is what we want. We enjoy it. Um, I have to say before I leave off, so I was looking at your Venmo page and your new reel is not at the top. You know what your top file is your old reel i don't know how to change we're gonna that. change that we're gonna change okay. that so if you go if you go into vimo you can like edit the profile and you can just move we'll the do tiles it right now do it up because i was like as good as this 2013 reel is with the dragon and the dog and the cat which are fantastic oh, by the way that you. dog animation was awesome thank um, you that, that new reel needs to be up front Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I'll figure it yes, out. Yes, yes. Thank you, Lana. Hey, no Appreciate problem. It. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry for the sweaty hands. Cause oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>